Today on this episode of The Crossover, we will be discussing the Jim Kelly Foundation, Hunter's Hope, with NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly. Learn how this football legend has dedicated his time and energy to battling Crabbe's disease after losing his son to this terminal condition. Much more on this episode of The Crossover. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm going to be talking with Hall of Fame NFL quarterback, legendary Jim Kelly, about his foundation, Hunter's Hope. Very cool. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good. How you doing, right? I'm doing well, man. Listen, thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, it's a real pleasure. No problem. I'm trying to get uh, the screen perfectly where I need it. Back it up too close. There you go. <laughs> There you go. No, it looks good. Listen, I'm going to do a brief introduction just while everyone's logging on. Uh, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Jim Kelly, uh, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, and most importantly, a University of Miami alumnus. It's all about the U. Just throw up the U. Uh, first round draft pick back in the 1983 draft. A spectacular career by any measure with eight 3,000-yard seasons, 26 300-yard games, and two NFL passing titles. Uh, most importantly, in 11 seasons, he led the Bills to the playoffs eight times, including four consecutive Super Bowls. And really here today to discuss his amazing foundation, Hunter's Hope. I've done so much reading on it, and I just wanted to delve into it. Really impressive what you've done. And, and we'll talk a little bit about where it came from, where it's at, and kind of where you're going. So, again, thank you so much, Jim, for joining us. Really excited to talk to you today. I'm ready. Thanks, Ricardo. So just talk. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about leukodystrophies, in particularly Crabbe's disease, and kind of what exactly are they? Most people don't understand what these diseases are. Well, you have to, both parents have to be carriers of the rare genetic, uh, you know, um, I don't know the exact word for it, but both Joe and I, I carried um, a, a gene, and uh, both parents have to be carriers, of course, and it's called Crabbe leukodystrophy. It affects the white matter in your brain, and pretty much what the white matter does, it controls all your motor skills. Everything that we take for granted each and every day, the movement of your arms, your legs, your hearing, your sight, your swallowing, these children do not have any of those motor skills. And the average life when my son was born was at 14 months. And uh, we had no idea. I mean, just like a lot of parents, when your children are diagnosed with something, you're like, what is it? I've never heard of it. Well, back when my son was diagnosed, the state of New York was only testing for 14 diseases. When you had states like Mississippi, 45, Illinois, 51, and then New York at 14. So every state is different, and that's what we're trying to do now, lobby our foundation to make sure that um, everybody tests for the maximum, give these kids a chance to dream. How common is this disease? It's rare. Um, but it's not rare enough that they should not add it to all states uh, in their screening process. Um, and every person that's listening, when you have a child, what they do, as you well know, um, they do the heel prick. They send that heel prick, that blood spot, off to a lab. And then they test for whatever amount of disease that that state tests for. Every state is different. Why? That's what I don't understand. Why? What we don't understand and we will continue to fight until every state has that maximum treatable disease. So um, we will continue to push and never give up. 
And that's the way to look at it. I mean, what what's the current prognosis? Are there any treatments for this condition? Yes, for yeah, a cord blood transplant. Um, it's done at Duke University, most of them. And uh, Dr. Kurtzberg from uh, Duke University has done a lot of them. And she's the, she's the brain behind it all. Even though my mother-in-law runs our foundation, she is the key to it. But the thing is, um, yes, there are. There are kids now that are walking, talking, and smiling wow. that have had the transplant. But they only got the transplant because, number one, either one of their siblings earlier was diagnosed or they got found it through cord blood I mean through newborn screening. That's why we're trying to urge every state to test for it, not just my son's disease, but every treatable disease out there. So we'll see. So tell us a little bit about Hunter's Hope. It's such a such a remarkable foundation. You know, we all know about your son, but what is the mission? What is your goal at this point in time? Well I touched on a little bit earlier, but uh, it is to make sure that every state tests for the maximum amount of treatable disease. That's what we're doing right now. Um, we continue and we won't stop because, as I stated before, I know what I and I'm probably you too. When you're little, you dream about mine was to be a professional quarterback, and my dream came true. I don't know whether you're you dreamt about being a doctor. Well, I whatever did. your dream is coming true now, but. When we started the foundation, we knew it was not going to help our son. We knew that we were fighting for all the kids down the road, and not just the kids, but the parents, what the parents go through. It is so heart-wrenching. We have a medical symposium every year in upstate New York. We bring doctors and scientists from all over the world, like 40, 50 of them come every year. And then we have all the a lot of families probably – this year, I think between 75 and 100 families are coming that either had a child pass away from it or have a child now that has it. And uh, we are continuing to learn day by day. And our foundation has been rocking and rolling for, well, since 1997, we will continue to fight because, as you well know, any parent out there understands when you have a child, you want a healthy child. And even though... To this day, when I look back at it, it bums me out. My son was born on my birthday, Valentine's Day, and I had so many dreams of what I was going to do with him, and that was taken away. But it made me the man I am today. I would not be the same person if, if my son was alive and doing well. Of course, I would have loved to have that, but God had different plans for me, and that was to be able to be a different maker for other families out there you know, struggling and going through tough times. I mean, it's about the impact. You're taking a horrific moment in your life and you're turning that into a positive thing for so many other people. And that's, I have so much, so much respect for that. So even though the foundation is in New York, this is a national effort, correct? Oh, yeah. Just not in the United States. It's everywhere. And when you get families from Mexico, we get families from Canada, everywhere that come in where they never heard of Crabby Luca Distribution. And when they found out more about it, they understand that. Wow, there's a pro football hall of famer had a son born with it. And families are coming from everywhere just to learn more about what's going on. We need more people, not just the doctors. We need more people to understand. And I'm sure there's so many kids that have died in the past that were misdiagnosed or they had no clue at, at, at the, the day of their, when God calls upon them to, to join him. There's so many families that have probably had no idea what their child died from. So, we want to make sure everybody 
these kids a chance to dream like I was able to do as a little boy. Now, you are very focused on early detection. Like you said, yep. that's so critical. How close are, you, are we, you really, to getting universal early testing in the United States in all 50 states? Wow. Every, the more you lobby for it, the more it seems like everybody has something else to do, something else on their agenda. Um, and I'm not going to get you. I don't want to get political. <laughs> but the bottom line is uh, I will not stop. And even though I've been through my tough times with cancer, uh, there were some times where I really wanted to reach out, but I was going through my own tough times. So, um, but now that I'm feeling good, thank God, um, I will still lobby to make sure that uh, that every state tests for this maximum amount of treatable disease because these kids need a chance. This episode is brought to you by Vitamin Water. Vitamin Water contains the optimal blend of electrolytes to fuel your day. So whether it's doing brain surgery or simply relaxing at the beach, vitamin water should be your source of hydration. Check out vitaminwater.com for more information and use promo code CROSSOVER for 20% off your first order. That's CROSSOVER for 20% off. Now, you guys work closely with the Leukodystrophy Care Network. Tell us a little bit about the LCN, which is so key to your mission. Yeah, well, bottom line is there's other diseases other than just Crab A that's part of the leukodystrophy uh, uh, family. So whatever the kids may have, if there's other diseases that are associated with some of the same things. So we lobby for them just as much as Hunter's Hope. We are a big part of that. And as I just said, we're all a big family. We want to make sure that every kid gets a chance. So, And it, sometimes it's later onset, too. Um, because they don't know. They don't realize until it's too late. So we will continue to fight for LCN and Hunter's Hope. The other thing is that you mentioned that that it's rare, but it's not so rare that it shouldn't be recognized. So I feel like raising awareness should be mis- should be at the top of your mission. How do you guys raise awareness? People, most people, lay people, haven't heard of this. So how do you educate the public? Word of mouth, um, keep, at, you know, putting our foot to the to pedal and keep moving. And it's hard. It's not easy. Trust me. I mean, it might've been a pro football hall of fame quarterback, but it's not easy to get everybody. But now we'll find out how much our government cares on uh, the next couple of years. If we can get it to continue to move forward. Now, tell us a little bit about, and you went into this a little bit about how important this is for your family, right? People have foundations, they have fundraisers, but how, how important is this to you and your family? Well, it's very important. We knew when we started the foundation, it was not going to help our son. We knew that um, the more that we continue to push forward, the more we continue to educate everybody, the more it means to us. When we see, like I was telling you before, Doc, about the symposium that we have in upstate New York every year, um, to see families that bring their children in, to see the families that have their children fighting every day for their life and see the parents and be able to hug them. My wife holds a lot of the kids and it's so awesome. But we get it. It's what we've been dealt with. It's what the good Lord has given us. And he knows that we can be a difference maker. And we have. And we're going to continue to do it. But we want to do it at a more faster pace. How many fundraisers do you guys have a year typically? We typically only have a couple, but... There's other families from other states that do fundraisers in their own community that give back to Hunter's Hope, and they do their own thing. So 
Um, the more that we can uh, do, the better off uh, the better off we all are. As you well know, and as everybody knows that uh, is listening to this, fundraising is all about raising money. And uh, unfortunately, it comes down to how much money you can get to be able to entice people to really push on and help be a difference maker like I try to be. What What is the latest cutting-edge research on this? Like you were saying, it was being done at Duke, right? Is that Are there any other centers that are doing cutting-edge research on these conditions? There's so many doctors that are doing it throughout the country. I mean, those are why they get together every year and talk about, well, what are you doing? I mean, I remember many years ago when it was almost like an ego challenge. Guys were, you know, well, I, I can do this. Well, I can do that. Now we put the egos aside. Now everybody's together, and we will keep fighting. And, and the good thing about it is everybody's working on the same goal, and that's to be able to, number one, of course, find a cure for it, but number two is to get it screened in other places so, um, so everybody has a chance. I mean, you think about the progress that's been made in just the last 20 years. I mean, in the late 90s, this was a terminal disease. There was no treatment. Now, like you were saying at Duke, they have a protocol that's allowing kids to live a much more normal life. I think that's that's amazing because typically the progress takes more more than that. So I, I feel like you guys have pushed the boundaries relatively quickly, and that's a, that's promising for what for what the future holds. Yeah, without uh, doubt, totally. Because at our hundred show medical symposium that we have, that's like I was saying, the doctors are there. They're doing a big um, universe. Um, Cord blood transplant is the big thing that they're doing at Duke University now on all these children that are, you know, um, diagnosed early enough that they can do it. It will be a difference maker because the weeks that go by, the weeks that these children continue to suffer. So we have to cut that off and make sure kids don't suffer. And uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very inspirational to hear you talk. How can we, the audience listening, how can we get involved? How can we help this mission? It's hard. Just uh, probably you know, the fundraising that we do each and every year, we try to give back as much as we can. Um, we continue to raise awareness for what we're going through. And I just tell everybody when they're going to have a child, make sure that they get tested. I know this is a tough one to ask for. And I know parents never want to um, uh, think about having a child with special needs. But the thing is, you'd rather know prior to, you'd rather know when a child's born that something's going to be a matter because it, it could be just the same as changing a diet. It could be a difference in a child living and dying. So just every uh, person that's born, make sure they're uh, testing for all the diseases. So if a parent asks for that, it's not that the 50 states don't have it available. It's that many of them don't test it routine. So if a parent asks all 50 states have it available. Yeah, without a doubt. And the easiest thing to do right now is log on to huntershope.com and look at what we're doing, look at the situation is with our, with our foundation and what we're trying to do. And I know that everybody has their own things that they give to. I get all that. I understand that. But this happened to my son. I watched what he went through, and I don't want anybody to have a child that's go through the same thing because I knew what this put my wife and myself through. It's no fun. But if I can be a big difference maker, and I came up with the saying, make a difference today for someone who's fighting for their tomorrow. That's what it's all about. So log on to huntershope.org, 
My daughter Erin does a podcast every single week. It's on Mondays, and then her and Jill recap everything on Wednesday. It's called Light Your Heart with Hope. That's, that's incredible how your whole family has gotten involved. Look, Jim, we're going to wrap it up because I know you're super busy. I just want to say what an incredibly motivational interview this has been, how you've taken such a horrific event that I think most people would just feel sorry for themselves. You've turned it into an incredible positive. Uh, everyone should go to huntershope.org. Definitely listen to the podcast by your daughter. The progress that we've made in this, what was otherwise a terminal disease without any treatments, and now there is a treatment in just in just less than two decades. Uh, I, I think that's amazing. It's a real tribute to you and your family, and kudos to all that you've done. It's really made an impact in so many lives. Well, I, I appreciate it. And as you all know, it's a team. It's a team effort. When you're doing your, your work with your team, you understand you can't do it by yourself. It takes everybody pulling together. I've been very blessed when I was at the University of Miami, was a great leader in Howard Schnellenberger. Now, I mean, in Buffalo, we got a great leader, Marv Levy. Now it's my wife, my mother-in-law, and our team at Hunter's Hope that are trying to be a difference maker for so many families out there. Speaking of the Bills, quick question. Is this the year of the Bills? Do you think Josh Allen pulls it off? I hope so. I never predict things like that, but I'll tell you what, they have a good football team. But the Dolphins are getting better, yeah. too, so it's going to be interesting. Got, now they have Aaron Rodgers to know J-E-T-S. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out what situation, but I have confidence in my Bills will do well. Then it comes down to the playoffs. But the key is, as you all know, staying healthy. Got to keep these guys healthy. Yeah. It gets, Sound familiar? It's harder and harder. Huh? Sound familiar? Yeah. Stay healthy. <laughs> It definitely sounds, definitely sounds familiar. Listen, Jim, thank you so much. I'm going to throw up one more you. It's all good. All about the you. <laughs> Take, Take care, care buddy. Have an awesome day. Thank awesome. you, too.